0: Your it's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer
1: on Hawks Live.
0: One of my favorite segments of all times is Talk That Talk. Me and Paul Moyer get some stuff off of our chest. Yeah. So the first one. one. Eight and one. Nah, more like one and eight. Yeah. Hey, and side note, I caught you in the Sunday uh, predictions. Four four wins. I know. I'm proud of you. All right. I am. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. You (laughs) are. All right. The first question I'm going to ask you, Paul Moore, If the Seahawks don't advance to at least the NFC Championship this season, is it a failure?
2: No. It's not. Um, not at all. And let's start where the beginning of this year started, okay. what the predictions were for the Seahawks. They weren't predicted to be in the top three in the mm-hmm. NFC West. And they start off 5-0 and and the rest history. But here's why. Um, to me, this was a bit of a rebuild year for the Seahawks and what they've done. And if you go and look at the median starting age for the Seahawks, and there's... The guys who have played, and I'm going to go down this a little bit, so give me a little timer. It's four years. If you go and look at the average age of this team on starters, it's four and a half years. And so I just want to say, what's the upside, right? So I've got one, two, three, I've got six guys uh, Six guys who are 30 years and older. Russell Wilson, yep. do we still have upside? Yep, I would say yes. Um, I have Carlos Hyde in there. I'm going to skip him because really he's a backup, but he, big time playing time. I'd say he's on the second half of his career. Another Carlos, yeah. Um, Carlos Dunlap, I would say probably in the second half, but still very. These are all productive guys. Yeah. KJ, right guys? I'm telling you what, he's got fountain of youth. All of a sudden, he's playing the best football he's played maybe in his career the last two years. But, again, there's another third. Bobby Wagner, still really productive. Maybe not where he was, you know, a few years ago, but but pretty productive. Um, You got Upati. You got Dwayne Brown. Those are our 30 and older guys. So now I'm going to go through these real quick for you. Michael Dixon, I'm going to throw a special teamer, third year. Upside up. Jason Myers, he's in his uh, six year. So I took all guys who are six years and under. Yep. Um, you got DK Metcalf, upside. Yep, uh, Tyler Lockett, six year upside. Yep. You got Shaquille Griffin, fourth year. Ugo Amati, second year. DJ Reed, third year. Chris Carson, fourth year. Jamal Adams, fourth year. Quandre Diggs, sixth year. Jordan Brooks, rookie. You've got uh, Kyler Fuller, by the way, who I think is going to be a play. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And he's in his fourth year. Um, you go to uh jordan simmons i think he's going to be a player fourth year you've got rookie damian lewis a huge upside um brandon shell brandon shell's in his fifth year mm. come on all right that by the way it might be the best signing we've had from the value from that standpoint you got ethan Posick fourth year david moore fourth year you got colby parkinson i think he's gonna be a player
0: yeah
2: he is i i, I was shocked what i saw last week obviously a rookie, um, you got Will Disley, third year, uh, Jaron Reed, fifth year, L.J. Collier, second year, Rasheem Green, third year, Puna Ford, third year, Alton Robinson, I didn't even mention Taylor, who hasn't even played. We are a young football team.
0: Yes, you are. Yes, and we
2: started wow. off hot, right? Now we've got everybody healthy, our defense is coming around. So if we don't get to the NFC Championship, will I be disappointed? Yes. Failure, not a chance in what i think you know john schneider's put together this team the average that's 32 players average years of experience four and a half the median if i take some of the guys who've been 10 years is four years that's a young team you ought to be excited disappointed yes failure not a chance your thoughts Failure.
0: You know why? Because I'm a ball player, baby. This is what you expect. These guys expect to be in the NFC Championship. Failure. Pete Carroll expects to be in the NFC Championship. Ken Norton, Schottenheimer, Schneider, they all expect to be in the NFC Championship. You list all those young guys. This is a young man's game, Moyer. You gotta get. You got a team full of 30 plus year olds. You don't. You got a team full of 33 year olds. You expect to win an NFL championship. No, you need the 24s. You need the 25s. You need the twenty-sixes. Agreed. And, and that's, that's what these guys have. So I think because I feel like I'm in the locker room, I'm in the film room, I put myself, I wore number 16 back in the day. I can't wear that number because 16 is balling, okay? So put me in a number that no one else wears, <laughs> all right? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? If, we don't, if we don't at least, <laughs> if we don't at least <clears throat> make the NFC championship, it is a failure because those are their expectations.
2: I, right. I mean, I gave my reasons. So why don't you text in what you think? <laughs> failure. I mean, failure is look, failure to launch. There's a lot of fail- <laughs> failure. Failures just feels like, man, I suck, right? I, I disappointing. Th- think about who's in the NFC. Uh, the NFC as well. Man, New Orleans with Green their Bay. defense. If you bring Br- Drew Brees back, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, bit of an underachiever at this point, but they're still loaded with talent. We still have the Rams, you know, that we've got to deal with. There's so much talent in the NFC, and there's tough matchups. The, the only reason why I'm saying it's not a failure, I think a failure is, man, this is, this is it's, it's Super Bowl or bust. It's NFC Championship or bust, because the next year, San Francisco next year, they have 40 guys they have to re-sign. Not yeah. happening, right? Yeah. They're going to be in the decline. We kind of rebuilt what we did, and we got guys who were young like Jamal Adams. Uh, I think Diggs, you know, the guys we've gotten, all the rookies who have played. Every rookie has contributed so yeah, far think, other than Taylor. I think Taylor. the
0: difference is failure to me means you didn't reach your goals. Yeah, and,
2: goals and, or and, and, expectations. And th-
0: that's that's good. I can see where you're coming from there. Me, is goals, all right? right? I failed to reach my goal. Therefore, I'm a failure in that sense. Overall, as an organization, not a failure at all. The, the you, way What these guys have done has been really impressive. It with has the been. guys they brought in, what Snyder has done, how the defense has rebounded. So I feel you. I think this is all perspective of how we look at the definition of things.
2: So can I ask you, and we'll keep this real quick, what was your goal of the Seahawks coming into this season?
0: NFC Championship. Did you think so? Yeah. Yeah. By
2: the way, you have not failed on Hawks Live. You have exceeded hey, expectations. Hey, nor to have you, my friend.
0: Right. <laughs> well, quick point you got to think about is what's what's failure, what's not. The team went to the divisional playoffs and lost last year. So if you don't do better than last year, what do you think? Is that disappointment or failure? It's a difficult question. I think it's disappointment, not failure, to your point. But if you don't do better than last year, it's hard to be satisfied with that.
2: Yep. Yeah. I, I Look, I, I will be very, very disappointed if they don't. The voice the, of
0: reason blessed us right He does now. have that
2: nice little calm right? voice. Right, you know. You know, that's it's a good. Yes. <laughs> Dad, yes, we'll get home very safe. Um a weird incident happened the other night. Lamar Jackson, did he pull a Paul Pierce on Monday Night Football?
0: Okay, so for all of you who don't know what a Paul Pierce is, I forget, what playoffs was that, Nas? That
2: was it, about three years ago.
0: It was against the Lakers, was, right? So yeah. we're talking like 2009, 2010. Yeah, somewhere yeah. somewhere Finals. around there. Paul Pierce gets carried off of the court, put in a in a wheelchair. He's off. We're thinking it's all over. All of a sudden, he comes trotting down the tunnel. He's ready to go. Then he comes back, and he plays pretty well. Um, turns out he just had to do a number two. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to go sit down on the toilet. Yeah, he had to sit. He couldn't move. I get it. I've been there before. Not in, on that stage. So is that what we saw with Lamar Jackson? It's hard to tell because on his way in, the, the cheeks seemed kind of tight, and he's, he's kind of getting in there. But on his way out, the cheeks still seemed kind of tight. So it's like maybe that muscle was still tight. I'm gonna go with Lamar and say that he really has some some muscle tightness, some cramps, and had to figure that out. But if it was a Paul Pierce situation, does that make the the legend that much greater?
2: Whew, there's so many things to go with this. So, uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself vulnerable here. Okay, <laughs> so my sophomore year in college, I had this massive back pain. Like I could barely move. My trainer came up to me and he was he goes. Do you have to go to the bathroom? Like no. And he goes, I want you to go to the bathroom. I swear to God, I went to the bathroom. My back didn't hurt anymore. <laughs> so that was one. Two. I've never seen though during a game a guy leave in the middle of a game. And Dave Wyman has the best bathroom stories. He should write a coffee book on bathroom <laughs> stories because he has more accidents than anybody I know. Good one. And he. But most of them happen before the game. W- once you're in the game, I mean, you can kind of control that urge, right? So I've never seen a guy leave that long, and he was gone a long time. I mean, that's a long time to go sit. He said he had to go get some IVs. I saw the video when he was jogging in the tunnel and through to, to go to the locker room, yeah. and when he got to that door, it was that moment. It, lo- it looked <laughs> like we're, get out of my way. I got to go, and I know that I'm going to have to get these tight <laughs> pants off, and I'm worried about it. Um, I think he... I think he had to go sit down, but that was a long sit for an important game. But I will say this, Lazarus number two came back. <laughs> There's a pun in there somewhere. Uh, yep, Someone yep. gets that. I got you. Was one of the great comebacks yeah. of all time.
0: Fourth and five.
2: The guy hurts his knee, the backup quarterback. Mm. He jogs out after finally wiping <laughs> and comes back and leads the team.
0: Leads the team through a touchdown on fourth and five. All right. Here's my question to you, Moyer. Yep. Are the Seahawks, this defense, Yeah, right? They haven't had the greatest year when you look at their numbers. Are they more of a bottom five defense right now or more of a top five defense?
2: That is such a – that's a tough – well, it's a great question because we knew what happened after the first eight games and really the first five games historically on pace for the worst team in, in, in history for defense their last five they're playing number one not even top five number one I think they're closer to top five and I'm not sure they're either I I don't think they're really they're not bottom five Mm -hmm. I don't think maybe they're top five Mm -hmm. I think it's going to play out the next few weeks I want to see how they do against the Rams Um, we don't have a lot of great offenses we're going up against I think we're probably a top 10 defense though I really do I think the talent's there but the question is Better top five or bottom five? I think we're closer to a top five than certainly a bottom five. Yeah, we I, will not finish from where we started bottom five in defense.
0: Not at all. I, I would I would give them middle of the pack right now. If we're just going to throw a number out there, middle of the pack, and that's saying a lot. Take it coming from where they started. You know what I mean? So now they are here. All right. Well, coming up next, we'll go inside the film room and revisit the biggest plays from the Seahawks win over the Jets. That's around the corner on Hawks Live.
1: Hawks Live, brought to you by Mac
0: and
2: Jack's Brewing Company. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle.
0: You're listening to Hawks Live every Thursday, but this is the last Thursday you will hear me, Michael Bombas, and my guy, Paul Moyer, on 710 ESPN, and we're live from Lumen Field. Okay, we're going inside the film room. This is when Paul and myself break down three plays and tell you what we're seeing. The first play we're looking at is when Russell Wilson finds Freddie Swain for a
1: 19-yard touchdown. Play fake. Russ going to scramble out to the right side. Look got him in the back of the end zone. He's got it for a touchdown. Seahawks. It's Freddie Swain, the rookie, standing all by his loathsome on the back line. Of the end zone, and he catches the touchdown pass, his second on the season. And the Seahawks are on top, 6-3 on an absolutely beautiful drive to open this game for the Hawks.
0: All right, so, more this, this was hard for us to break down. There's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of stuff going it's wrong. It's the most
2: you and I have argued about a play that we both thought was a no-brainer. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, offensive guys are they're insane. <laughs> but go ahead. Go
0: ahead and describe this. All right. I'm, I'm going to give you my perspective, the offensive side, and then we'll talk to Moya over there. He'll give you the defensive side. <laughs> All right. So w- what we got here is, um, is a simple two receivers at the top, one at the bottom. The tight end Colby Parkinson releases, okay? And uh, the part that kind of hung us up is why didn't Russell Wilson hit Parkinson in the scene? Uh, we think there was a communication issue. This is a rookie tight end dealing with a veteran quarterback who knows what he sees. He sees that linebacker to that tight end side is tucked in. In my perspective, he looks early to Colby. Colby's running the seam. He doesn't get his head around until it's too late. At that point, Russell Wilson is now looking to the other side of the field, and there's a a safety in the middle of the field who just doesn't get depth. I've never seen a, a, a safety who has deep responsibilities, and he just doesn't get depth. On the on the right side, we have the other safety going to the deep third, another corner going to the uh, deep third, and now that corner flies down to the flat. It's chaos, it looks like, on this play. And Russell Wilson buys some time and finds the open man. This is one of those plays where you just scratch your head, you tell your guys, hey, what were you thinking? What'd you see? Paul yeah. Moyer, what are you thinking? What'd you see?
2: Well, I, I think this probably um... – tells a story better than anything of how difficult this game is because you broke it down and you were sharing, well, there's no throw there. So let me, let me re-describe this. First of all, it's a four receivers and I'm going to count the tight end as a receiver, even though he's in tight, it's an all go, right? So I have both outside receivers release outside deep, both the inside receivers, the tight end in the slot, they run down the seam. So it's, this is an all-go route, right? Yep. So I'm looking at this, and Brock Hewitt actually sends me this clip, too, yesterday. And he goes, Paul, what defense are they playing? I look at it really quick, and I go, oh, they're trying to disguise a form of cover to robber. And what that means is they drop, like, their nickel and another safety, like, to the deep half, and they take their free safety like he's a deep third, but he doesn't give any depth. He's playing like a Tampa two. So if anybody runs down yeah. the middle, he takes them. I would never run this in the red zone area because it, it gets, it gets complicated. Well, then I re look at it again. I go, what are they running? They take both of their, that their, their safety and their, I'd call it a nickel, I guess. And they run outside hard and they force both receivers to corners outside and they bring the the two uh safeties i'm gonna say safety and a nickel and they run them like a deep third right so so now i'm like okay well the free safety this is really a cover three a three deep look you got a free safety and then the two guys are replacing the two corners as the deep third guys. so they're running outside the two corners are playing essentially A cover two, even though you would never let the cover two guys go outside, that's why this is a three-deep look. Here's the weakness of a three-deep zone. The weakness of a three-deep zone is seam routes. So you always teach the people, run with the seam routes if you're a linebacker or whoever's got the hook routes, right? Neither one of these linebackers run with the hook route. So... Both of the number two receivers running the go down the seam are wide open. But what was interesting is you said Russell looked at, it was Parkinson, and he wasn't looking back at him. So he said, I can't throw it to him. I never thought about that before. So Russell comes off it quick which he shouldn't have, in my opinion, because if he just waited a fraction of a second later, he would go, this is wide open, this is, this is stealing. He comes backside, doesn't see that one either. He scrambles out, and anyways, the rest is history. I think he just did it on purpose to get Freddie Swain the touchdown. Yeah. But I, the reason why I'm going to come back to my original comment, and this is really long, and I apologize, but... This is how complex and how quick of decisions you have to make. Russell looks; he goes, "Receiver's not looking at me." I feel the rush. I got to get side. I'm going to come backside. See him? See him's not there. Okay, and all of a sudden, Freddie Swain works backside. Which, by the way, Freddie was probably the fifth guy he was going to look for, <laughs> and he gets the touchdown. Yep, Freddie's- and that's why we pay. Russell Wilson, 30 some 40 million 35. bucks a year. Whatever it is, it's worth it.
0: It's worth it. Russell Wilson showed his worth on that play. Okay, the next play, Russell Wilson finds David Moore for a three-yard touchdown.
1: Russ gets the shotgun snap. Looks to the end zone, steps away from one man, throws to the back of the end zone. Touchdown! Seahawks! David Moore! Loses his defender under the goal post, makes the catch. That play made by Russell Wilson, who had somebody grab a hold of his foot. He shook him off and said, get away. I got a touchdown to throw. And he does. David Moore from three yards out. The Seahawks
0: lead by 33. All right, this play down here, the ball is on the four-yard line. You got a trip's formation to the right side of Russell Wilson, and I believe. Um, I filled in for Bob this week on the Bob and Dave, Dave and Bob show. It's and a
2: Wyman and Bob
0: show. It's a Wyman. Is that what it's called, Wyman and Bob? Mm-hmm. Okay, excuse me. The Wyman and Bob show. And we talked to David Moore, and he talked us through this. And pretty much what he said was, he goes, "Look, I'm the third option right here. You have DK at the number three receiver closest to the line, um, Excuse me, to the offensive tackle. He runs a hitch. Then you have the number two receiver, number sixteen, Tyler Lockett. He runs a hitch. So they're looking to hit it quick. Now, Demos' responsibility is work." the back of the end zone and if anything so if, they, if they jump on, on the hitch then you get the football and that's exactly what happened. You, you're gonna, you're gonna count for 14. You're gonna count for 16. 83 you're gonna sleep on. I don't know why you sleep on 83 but you're gonna sleep on 83. He does exactly what he's supposed to do. He works the back of the end zone. Makes a play. All Demo does is make big plays. Six he touchdowns does. as the number three receiver on this football team but I feel like you saw something else Paul.
2: No I want to simplify this for me and it's it is really interesting, and the reason why I love the segment is you come from an offensive side. I look at it from a defensive side, and you're right. Look, the weakness in when you get towards the goal line is the back of the end zone. Yeah. I'm a defender. I see what's in front of me. I know I don't have to give a lot of depth, and so if you have a quarterback that sees it and you work the back of the end zone – you, you got to drill it, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I'm only a step or two away. So when you throw that, you, you better know that it's more than a step away for me. Yeah. Um, and, and this was happened. And this is the, the simplification of this is, first of all, Damian Lewis gets run over. And Damian, as you're listening to this, which I know you do every Thursday night, um, <laughs> I think you're the best rookie guard in the league. And you've been nothing but awesome. Yep. But he gets run over. And the guy who runs over him grabs Russell Wilson's foot And Russell Wilson just has the presence to wait for his last option, Mm. which I think is now two touchdowns, our last one and this one. And so, you know, nothing magical other than Russell Wilson makes how much a year? 35 mil. He's worth 36. 36. Maybe 37.
0: (laughs) Maybe 37. All right, this next play, Jaren Reed sacks Sam Darnold for a loss of six yards in the third quarter.
1: Darnold takes a shotgun snap, four-man rush by the Hawks. Darnold gets hit. Darnold's going to go down inside the 15. Jaron Reed is going to get credit for this sack. And for Reed, that's four and a half on the season for him.
2: You know the nice thing about the Seahawks, and I think you mentioned, you know, we're we're one of the top sackers certainly over the last five six games, and even now, you know, throughout the year we are, and we're we're not blitzing a crazy number. A lot of people are like, oh, we're blitzing like crazy. No, we're thirty three, thirty four percent. It's kind of middle of the pack. And Jaren, what we're finally starting to see now is we're allowing our best players to be freed up. Jaron Reed, remember a couple years ago when he had 10 sacks, Jaron Reed can win one-on-one matches. Here he actually gets double-teamed. It's, it, to me, it's a hustle sack. It's a coverage sack. And we're starting to get all of that. Someone said to me uh, earlier in the year, well, what's wrong with our, our pass rush? It, it's not just a pass rush. It's it's playing the defense that stops the short passes. Yeah. It's playing contested uh, coverage behind it. Y- You've got to have it all to have a great pass rush and get sacks. And this to me just, you know, glorifies, you know, what we've been doing and um, really excited about all of our passers. I mean, you you think about now across the board, we had LJ Collier on earlier and what he's doing and um, you throw in um, uh, uh, Jaron Reed and you throw in, hopefully we get Dunlap back as well, which I hope, hopefully we will. You throw in Jamal Adams, you throw in. Uh, um, uh, Bobby Wagner we're now a force in in the pass rush and we have a secondary that's starting to cover tight so starting to make some big plays.
0: Yeah the thing I like about this play is everyone got involved you got the one tech I believe that might be Puna Ford who gets off of his matchup and forces Darnold to step up. Then you got Alton Robinson flying off the edge, gets him to step up, which allows Reed to make this tackle. That is a perfect example of it. it takes everybody to get this done on that defensive line. All right, well... Will we be seeing a seven-game season in 2021? Is Jalen Hurts the real deal in Philly? So much to unpack from Week 14. Paul Moore and I take it around the NFL. Coming up next on Hawks Live.
2: Hawks Live. Brought to you by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle.
0: live every Thursday. This is the last Thursday we will be here. Me, Michael Bomas with my guy, Paul Moyer from Lumen Field on 710 ESPN. And now we get to go around the NFL. Paul Moyer. Yes. Do you expect the owners to move to a 17-game season in 2021?
2: So there's talk that they're losing about 200 million because no fans I don't know if it's per team, and I don't know if it's median, average, whatever it is, but they're losing some serious revenue. Yeah. Are you kidding me? They're going to 17 games. They have to go to 17 games. And and there's a couple things in there. They just signed a new collective bargaining agreement a year ago. They, they did some things to help guys like me that in the that were in the league for, for pensions and they have a lot of really cool things now from health insurance and mental and all, to help all that costs money. yeah they ha- have to go to it and, he, and here's why the players are going to for sure agree to it. if, if all of a sudden that salary cap drops, Russell Wilson says, okay, I'm about to get a new contract. Said, hey, Russell, you're going to get 16% of the salary cap, and you're going to make less this year than you did last contract. Yeah. Uh-uh. They're going to 17 games.
0: Yeah, you, you hit it. It's all about the money. 17. And, it's, and
2: by the way, it ain't just for the owners. It's no, for the players, too. For the too. players, too. You yeah. know, it's,
0: you're, you're making up a deficit. There's, yes. There's a lot of money that was lost. So it makes sense to go 17 games. I think the guys that are kind of going to fight it are the guys who don't have a lot, or not like the really high paid guys. Guys who were kind of in the middle, kind of like, okay, how do I benefit from a 17 game season? You get another check, but you're probably going to get paid around the same. So uh, I think they're going to go 17. All right. So with that, two game preseason. Are you with it or against it? I'm going to tell oh, you as a guy who I needed who needed the preseason yeah. to make the football club, yeah. I'm against it because, honestly, I only have three preseason games. The third preseason game of the year goes to the veterans to get their three-and-a-half quarters in, and they get the bulk of the reps. I needed every I needed to play against the Raiders and the Bears and the Vikings and the Broncos. I needed those games to make the ball club. So for a guy who's trying to make the team, I think that cuts them short. If they're gonna go two preseason games, um, there needs to be more, um, what do you call those, dual practices when teams link up in practice? Scrimmages. Scrimmages. Because now you get to see these yeah. guys live against other guys. I guess I'm okay with it if they do something like that. The,
2: it, that's where it's going. By the way, the four games is bye-bye. It's gone. gone. And it's gone because of this year. They had zero. And they still to the team. They were still able to assess the players. I I, th- I think what you're going to find is, what if I could for you, Michael, and myself, we're both free agent guys. We, we made it. And, and, by the way, I don't think I made it because of the preseason games. I made it from all the practices and the offseason. Some of the preseason games just quantified what I did, right? But what if I said, Michael, here's the deal. I'm going to get you the same amount of playing time in two games as you could get in four. Because I'm not playing Russell in these two games. I don't need to. I'm playing for a half just to kind of feel it out. But we're going to get it all in the OTAs. We're going to get it all in the practices. They have, they're They're adapting along the way. Yeah. I don't think they need four games. The fans don't like four games. Let's go to 17 games, two preseason games, there's more revenue and I think they were already found out I can assess Any player, free agent, rookies, all that stuff, and make it I like the four games.
0: I like seeing guys. Stop it. I really do. I like seeing guys who probably won't make this team that I know from. This guy played for West Virginia. He made this play on SportsCenter. He made the top ten. Let me see what this guy does. I like seeing because for a lot of these guys, this is it. They're going to get these four preseason games, and then you're going to go sell insurance after this. Like, nothing wrong with that, that, insurance. Nothing probably. wrong with insurance, Not but <laughs> you're going to go and do something else. So there's a spot in my heart that appreciates this, but I also understand the business of it. And if they've proven that they can put out a product that's still good without all these games, then, yeah, it makes sense business. I them.
2: think the product will be good. Again, I came from there was times there was three a day, so there's plenty of practice film to, to assess the player. I think you brought up the, the – uh, the very beginning. If they can do scrimmages yeah. with just rookies and first and second year players, mm-hmm. I think they'll be able to get all the film they need.
0: Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Jalen Hurts, man. Oh, filled in. Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson. I'm for I feel this. like Doug Peterson was forced to put him in. He didn't want to do it because he knew that if Jalen Hurts went out there and did his thing, which he did enough 17 of 30, 167 yards, one touchdown, but he he rushed for 106 yards. The Saints haven't given up a 100 yard rusher in 55 games. In this game, they gave him two with Hurts and Sanders. Is this the right move?
2: Well, first, I'm going to ask you, did they win the game? Yes, they did. They did. So what does this remind you of? And forget the game because it's a different circumstance. What has Jalen Hurts always done? Win. Thank you. Yep. All right. The other part is, was he in a competition with a quarterback that had a huge contract? Okay, now I'm going to bring you back ten years, nine years ago. Uh-huh. There's a guy named Russell Wilson. Young Russell. What has he always done? He wins. Wins. He competes. Who has he competed in with a huge contract? I mean, Flynn, Flynn yeah. who just signed a four-year big deal. You put people who are winners, and I'm not even discounting Wentz. I, I mean, he was a winner. There's something about him I'd like. He
0: can still be a winner,
2: But it, it's just not working. Hurts wins, and it doesn't matter if it's throwing it, running it. He can do both. I like the guy. I like him a lot. You stick with this guy. The reason why that Peterson is saying, I'm not sure, is, the, the commitment to, to Wentz and his contract is so huge yeah. that he, he, he's he got to leave a little room to wiggle. Hurts is their future.
0: Not only does Hurts wins, he competes. He lost his job to Tua, went to Oklahoma, still got it done. Yep. All right. You now, better. MVP. Yeah. If you are picking an MVP right now, the, four, uh, the guys in the front, Patrick Mahomes and Rodgers, Maybe Henry. So
2: Russell's not even in the factor nah, anymore. No, he's
0: not. Too many turnovers.
2: Unbelievable. Too many, is it? Too many turnovers. I, I mean, he's second in, in touchdowns. He's, he's. He, I was looking at uh, attempts, completion. So Russell is seventh in attempts, second or third in completions, or maybe for, I don't even know what to And I looked at Aaron Rodgers, and if you did the math there, you go, well, Russell's actually better. Not yards, you know,
0: Aaron got 39 I, touchdowns. Look, Paul. it's hard.
2: Man. I don't like
1: Aaron Rodgers. <laughs>
2: I don't like him. So it's hard for me to do it. So Patrick Mahomes, I'm kicking out Rodgers. Derrick Henry I love. I mean, he's, 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 he's phenomenal. I'm going to throw another one in there. And it's, and this guy was playing for any other team. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook. He leads all scrimmage yards yep. outside of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But receivers and and running backs, Combined yard, I think he's got sixteen hundred and some yards already. He's gonna go close to over two thousand total yards. Are you kidding me? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. He's from Minnesota. It's up in the north I I don't know, north miss midwest. And they're six and seven. I, and I they're get six it. And seven. I get but what's Tennessee? But Derrick Henry, Better man. Than six and seven. But you know what? Here's the thing. Derrick right. Henry just the way he, he prances, baby. I mean, that is he he just looks good. He, he
0: looks he looks like a but reindeer me, out there with knees up, getting full. Dalvin I mean, Cook. I, I appreciate Dalvin Cook. If, if I had to choose a back that would help my offense, I'd probably pick Dalvin Cook because I feel like he can do more. But Derrick Henry, downhill, boom. Do you, you remember
2: when Russell Wilson was the guy? I mean, eight intercepts. I mean, some of them were you know, bad ones. Some of them were just, I'm just trying to make something happen.
0: They're going to call you a homer now, more. Okay. Russ has some bad decisions. Right, Love bad. him. Don't want any other quarterback. Ain't Aaron Rodgers. Russ is out of there. Ain't it might happening. be right. 39 touchdowns. Not rounds. happening.
2: He's boring. <laughs> he he first women aside. That's what they say about He's... Russell.
0: You're talking personality. We're talking football right I'm now. I'm in personality mode
2: right All now. Right. It's Christmas. All
0: right. He's in personality mode. We'll wrap this thing up. Coming up next on Hawks Live.
1: Hawks, Hawks live,
2: live, brought to you by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle.
0: Hawks Live with me, Michael Bumpus. And my guy, Paul Moyer. This is the last time you are going to hear us on a Thursday. You'll hear us on Sunday. But there's nothing like a Thursday from Lumen Field I on 17th. I feel ben. the
2: pain in you right now. There's pain, You're going to miss me.
0: I am going to miss can you. Tell. Can we just like link up regardless?
2: Every Thursday night, we'll just do a 7 to 9. We'll just do it.
0: My wife doesn't listen. We'll, we'll just. I'll just keep really? telling her that uh, I got a Thursday my show. My
2: wife listens. And when I get home, she critiques me. And yeah, well, what do I say? She yeah. says, she, the first couple shows, she goes, You need to stop talking and let Bump talk more. You got (laughs) to listen to him. Ask him questions.
0: You got to treat me like, you know, when you're like your fifth, sixth year in marriage where you got to listen. You know, you want (laughs) a
2: 32 years of marriage. (laughs) (laughs) I think she was really saying to me, you need to listen to me more. But she was using you.
0: Hey, I'm glad I could help, Paul. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad I can help. All right, so these Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. We mentioned earlier that I felt like if they don't get to the NFC championship, then I'm going to, I'm going to change my language because I spoke to you and NASA on during the break and failure just means it it doesn't feel the same as disappointment to me. Failure means different. Like I failed a lot. So I take failures and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. But for the masses, disappointment is probably the word that we should use. If they don't, like NASA Chobi, our producers, if they don't do better than last year in the playoffs, then it's definitely a disappointment. If they don't get to the NFC Championship, it's a disappointment, but less of a disappointment than if they don't do better than they did last year.
2: Well, this year's so so weird anyways, right? At, you know, home field advantage doesn't mean anything. You know, you're just traveling, and I think when you get to the playoffs, I think when you get to the championship game, you're required to be there two days ahead of time. There's no home field advantage. Yeah. Well, there's certainly no home field advantage here. There's a few teams out there that allow some fans. And in fact, there was a game last week where I go, wow. I go, it was actually noisy. I, mean, I think it was a Cleveland game
1: yeah, against Cleveland Pittsburgh. Yeah,
2: was noisy. It was noisy. I mean, maybe they had 12,000. I don't know. Whatever the number was, it was just nice to hear mm-hmm. fans. So I just think this year's different. And, you know, Yeah, normally you're fighting hard for the number one seed to have home field advantage throughout. I don't know if it's as important anymore. I think disappointment and failure—they're both going to hurt because you, you just like this team right now. I like this team. There, there are times when you go, I don't, I'm rooting for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd, lo- I'd like this team. Yeah. And there's been times in the past where I didn't like this team.
0: Favorite, your favorite personality on this team right
2: now? Who? Because there, there's some great guys there. question. Well, Jamal Adams is one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, Russell's, you know, he's a mainstay. That's an easy, um, DK Metcalf is one of my favorite. Damian Lewis.
0: My, my favorite per- is Ryan Neal. After that A-A interview Ryan. we had, I, it's, it's Ryan Neal. And he comes from a place that we kind of understand, yeah. you know, the free agent, Ryan piece. and free
2: agent. and Nothing's given to you. No. Appreciate everything you have in G- life. Got
0: a big brother who, who was in the league, you know, a lot of big expectations brother. on you. So my Favorite personality is Ryan Neal. My my spirit is Puna Ford. I don't even know much about Puna, no, but there's Puna. something about Puna. Well, I here's love. another free agent. Yeah,
2: I mean, here was a guy who was Big Twelve Player of the Year or Defense Player of the Year, whatever he was, or or all Big Twelve. You know, very productive college player. Another free agent. You know, I mean, we, you and I, both had a successful college career. We're free agents. And and look, I've been with guys who are. My best friend's Kurt Warner, he was first round pick, yeah, he's one of the greatest people in the world um but he was first round pick, and you know he you know he there's some expectations and they I, it it was just different and and I have some other guys drafted there's just some expectations, yeah, and my expectation was I just gotta fight to win and, and play another day. And so there's some guys here. I, I just like the the feel of this team. They're having fun defensively now. There There's just not a bad guy on this team, right? The, we, and I don't want to say there was bad guys in the past. There's guys who had a lot of success, and we know who they are. Yeah. And it became a problem. We They needed to move on. And we don't have that right now. There's no. nobody who needs to move on. Nope. And, uh, you know, I mean, I love Chris Carson. I mean, there's so many great guys here. Cody Barton. Cody Barton. Uh, David Moore. Yeah. Dimo. We've talked about him. Will Disley. DJ Reed. DJ Reed. Who, uh, Ugo Amadi, who yeah. we had on a few weeks ago. I would love to go. You know what's been interesting and fun about this year? Every guy we've had on has been such a fun interview. Yeah. And part of it is, you know, we, we try to get person i want to know about how they got here and mm-hmm. and that brings them back football. to what well, brings them back to how did i get here yeah so let's go back to high school when you were nothing we we just had lj collier lj collier was six foot two 205 pounds in high school from monday with monday. a u what are you just outside of of um, dallas and and fort worth texas Was recruited a little bit, some Baylor, some Texas Tech. What are we going to be? Ends up going to to TCU. And it was funny when we asked him that boy, he just opened up about it Mm -hmm. and the recruiting process.
0: Is it, is it, it's not by coincidence that we get the same feeling interviewing these seahawk players because schneider and pete carroll know what type of guys they're looking for and they bring them here so there's going to be some similarities they're all different in their own way yeah but end of the day you feel like you're talking to just a solid individual and i think on the football field that may take this team a long way especially if they can stay healthy i think that's key with this football team
2: okay i know we have to break but you got all your christmas shopping done
0: Hey, wifey is taken care of. No, no, no. The kids oh, are taken oh. care of. I thought
2: you said wifey's taking care of it all.
0: No, 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 no. She's taken care of. How the long kids you been are married? Taken care of eleven years in January.
2: When you get to thirty, I tell my wife, buy your own present. Buy <laughs> your own.
0: You throw her the black card.
2: Well, American or silver. <laughs> um, it's just. Look, you know what you want. I don't want to disappoint you. All
0: right. Hey, well, special thanks to Sam Fortier, LJ Collier, and John Clayton for joining the show. Tariq, I appreciate you in the background. Thank you, everyone who's listened to the show this year. Special thanks to Nasha Choby. Yeah, he's the best man. man. NASA really drives this thing. And he, he hates puts it when we compliment
2: him, he does, but, but he deserves
0: it. But we're going to do it every yep. chance we get. Paul and I, man, we had a blast doing it this year. Um, this won't be the last you hear from us. You'll hear us on Sunday pre and post. We'll get together. We might even start a podcast. Why not, Paul? Start tomorrow. (laughs) Hey, for Paul Moyer, I'm Michael Bumpus. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Hawks Live.